Thank you for tuning in to Artist to Artist here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. This is Lisa Michelle, your visual artist host. Artist to Artist is a platform that features visual artists worldwide. Me being a visual artist, I come in contact with many visual artist accounts on Instagram. I will be sharing their talents with you. Stay tuned and get to know the artists and what they create. Hey y'all, welcome back to Artist Artist. This is your visual artist host, Lisa Michelle. I am so pleased to have this platform to feature visual artists all over the world. It is just such an honor and a pleasure for people to want to come on this platform and give out all kind of wonderful information about themselves and how they create. It is a lot of work to be a creator, a visual creator. Um, You're sharing your innermost passion with people. Anybody that is an artist knows that it is a work of love and labor, and it is a lot involved in every aspect of the creative process, Um, whether you're a digital artist, uh, canvas artist, anything like that. It's a lot of work involved, and at times people really want your art to be free. Now, me as a visual artist, I have given out a lot of free work, but for the most part, I am working, and this is my passion, and this is my um, bread and butter, if you will, and I'm just like, oh, so you were thinking it was free? No, I'm very selective and my art is not for free. Um, I use a lot of different mediums. Uh, I use acrylic paint. I have used oil paint, but not in many years. 
and I'm also a digital artist as well, and I use the app Procreate that's for your iPad, and it has Apple Pencil. So I have recently created oh, a lot of different artworks on the Procreate app, and it's so many hours. The most recent one that I have completed was of young lady that I know and she wanted um, art of her mother so I did that and I do over a thousand hours to complete these artworks so it's over the course of days and weeks it's a lot of hours I'm just like oh my god and people don't really realize and they're going to these apps I don't even know what the apps are called I used to know one but even if I didn't know it, I wouldn't tell you all because you all are ripping off the jobs of people like myself that I'm doing this for a business and, and it's my passion. So it makes it even more rewarding. But you're going to go to some app like, okay, I'll mention one, Pfeiffer. Like, oh, my God, come on now. And then you want to come back to me and say, oh, well, you know, it didn't work out and it turned out like crap. Uh, yes, it did because you didn't want to um, – pay me, the artist, to uh, do a wonderful job with your art and your family and your people that you care so much. I've been doing digital art since 2004. I graduated from Brooks College. I got my associate of science degree in graphic design. But first and foremost, I am an artist and I do create. And when I tell you, this is what I do all day, every day. So for me to actually be able to to give back to my artist community, I'm feeling really good, y'all. And if you want any original art, that's me. I'm your girl. You can go on over to Instagram at Artistic Diva 722 and you can go see what you would like of my art over there. I have earrings available and I can make you a T-shirt. It's all kind of examples over there. So y'all go check it out. I even have a website, uh, www.redbubble.com slash artist diva. On there it's artist diva, not artistic. So check it out. And you can also check out all of our replays on Hot Words, Hot Topics. There's a link in my bio on Instagram at artist to artist LMG, which stands for Lisa Michelle Garrett. So you can go on over there, click the link in the bio at the top left-hand side, and you can scroll down and listen to Artist to Artist or any of our other shows here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Oh, and I got some hot news, too, for y'all. We are having a contest. We are having a contest. Do you hear me? I said we're having a contest. And it involves a magic word that only Gigi, the producer of Hot Words, Hot Topics, knows. I don't even know it. And it's just for the month of August, so you would need to head on over to Google Podcasts and search Hot Words, Hot Topics, and you're going to have to listen to Gigi's last show of Ovasi's Views, and the title was Making Others the Enemy. So she announced it on that show. That was her last show. So she dropped that word. 
that magic word that you all don't know nothing about. So, But you do have to be subscribed to the Google Podcast in order to win. And when I tell you, y'all want to know how much the money is? In this day and age, child, what I'm going to tell you, you're going to be wanting to jump on this. So nobody giving away no free money. So all you have to do is listen to all of our shows on the Hot Words Hot Topics Network. We have Ovasi's Views. We also have Free Thought Society. And, of course, we also have my show, Artist to Artist. So Avasi's Views is every first Tuesday, second Saturday on 8.30 a.m. And we have another one on Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Just go into the replays. Scroll down. Listen to the shows. Hear what everybody's talking about. We have some good information out there to give you all. So I also wanted to uh, reiterate, I have an artist family. I come from a background of artists. My mother's father, my maternal grandfather, was an artist, and he was an artist in the 1940s, and he was fabulous. He didn't do digital because guess what? The 1940s didn't have such things, so he used a lot of... um, Ink, ink wells. They had those uh, kind of like calligraphy pens you dip down in the ink. So they did a lot of artwork with those things, and he'd been published in a lot of magazines and all kind of things. And he was really good. Funny, I was a little girl when he passed away, so he has had no idea that his precious, precious granddaughter would be the fabulous artist that she is today. He would be so proud, and I just know in my Spirit, oh, Kenneth Garrett, he knows that his granddaughter is an artist and she's giving back to the artist community. So I just want you all to do that. So you're listening to Artist to Artist. I am Lisa Michelle. Stay tuned, y'all. From the streets to the league, from an eighth to a key, but you. 
graduate when you make it up out of the street From the moments of pain, look how far we done came Hate to say you change, now you doing your thing Good morning And we were listening to Kanye West. Good morning. It is a good morning. It's a happy rising day, and we are going to have our wonderful featured guest, visual artist guest, Carlos Cucherna. Welcome, Mr. Carlos Cucherna. Good morning, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we found this time to talk. Oh, yes, you are so welcome. Can you tell the guest? something about yourself and how you got started as an artist and what type of art do you create? Definitely. So I consider myself a sculptor. And I think that when I was a little kid, if you know like those colored sculpty clays, I know you work with polymer clays, so you're definitely familiar. Um, And so that was really what got me started was just being a little kid and making little dinosaurs, creating my own little worlds. And then when I moved to the U.S., I think that kind of got put on the back burner, just trying to, like, assimilate to U.S. culture. But I always used it for school projects. And then when I was 16, I had a chance to do a ceramics class. And then within two weeks, I was spending all my free time in there. I ended up doing eight semesters of ceramics in two years. And that basically started my career. And I've been doing art and sculpture and, you know, art workshops ever since. Oh, wow. Can you tell our listeners uh, the type of art that you create in this time, in this day and age? What do you dabble in at the moment as far as your personal art style? So I've been living in Long Beach for about five years now. And so I came from the Midwest. And so I, you know, when I was in school, I studied ceramics and glass blowing. But when I moved to California, as you know, it's really hard to pay studio rent and regular rent at the same time. So I had to, you know, put the the glass and ceramics to the side. And then I really started exploring more um, 2D mediums. So definitely learning different spray paint techniques and stencils. 
Um, but then also a lot of blacklight photography and then performance arts, like video art and then live performances. And uh, I think that's how we met, actually, was at an open mic. Shout out Spoken Word Sundays. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, yeah. So, you know, I think my practice has changed a lot, and I would consider myself a mixed media artist in this day. But, you know, it's always in response to sculpture, a lot of color, a lot of light. So, you know, it, it transforms, but it's, it's all about just using the resources available to you at the time. I have um, a question because our listeners don't know this, but I do. I know that you create these like kind of fluid type art. And could you tell them something about that art style and how it's created and what it is printed on? Yeah, of course. So that is a, a body of work that I call Between Heaven and Earth. And so it's, uh, you know, the formal title, it's Material Explorations of Energy as a Metaphor for Spirituality. Um, but visually what you're looking at, it's blacklight photography and super macro zoomed in. And so what we'll do is we'll take tanks of water and then I'll basically hand mix different blacklight reactive dyes and powders and, and, you know, processes like that. And then we'll take like a super zoomed in camera and we'll like, we'll take the photos and then we'll print it onto sheets of metal as a final product. So it'll, it'll either come out as a video where you get to see it transform with time or we'll print a, a basically a still. And then, yeah, it, it becomes kind of like this, semi-sculpture because, you know, metal has this presence to it, which I appreciate. Does it have, um, is it like a certain time frame that all of that, what you just explained, all of the steps, how long does that process take before you get to the finished product of that metal art print? You know, the shoot, so the photo shoot or the video shoot, it's super quick. You know, we can do it in like four hours, but then it's just, as you know, just the time that it takes to process all the digital content. So my friend Adrian and I, we put together a digital exhibition that came out in January of 2021, and it was a, a long four months just to put together that show and get it ready for the public. So oh, I think wow. so much of the work happens after the actual shoot and just processing everything. Have you ever dabbled in the 3D printing? It seems like that would be something that would really um, like feature your art style, I was thinking. 3D printing, you know, I'm before the pandemic, I was making friends with the Long Beach Public Library, and they have a makerspace with some 3D printing, and I hadn't gotten to that yet, but what I was really trying to learn was the, the laser cutter. And so at the time, I was teaching workshops up in Compton and in a, in a detention camp. And so, you know, before that, I was teaching kids how to cut their own stencils and use spray paint, but some of these spaces are not allowed to do that. So I was taking their designs and then I would go and I would get them laser cut. And, um, you know, I, at the time I was doing a lot of multi-layer stencils myself and it hurts your hand really bad. <laughs> so I was like, can I use oh, a wow. laser cutter to cut the stencils for me? <laughs> and so that's still, that's still in mind. And I look forward to getting back to that process, but that's kind of where my head is at with that. 
is it like a similar process or is it far from what you actually do with the, um, that fluid art that you make with the uh, black light photography? It's probably nothing of the same, is it? I, you know, that it's kind of more like mural work. And if you look at the murals that I've painted, I think it's like, it, again, it's it's exploring ideas of like fluidity and color and creating space or like installation art. So I think it's similar ideas, but visually they do look very different. I think that there's kind of two uh, bodies of work that I'm developing. So one of them is like that black light fluid art and it's like very sculptural. But then I also, I look at patterns from around the world and I, you know, I use that as inspiration for my own pattern work. So I would say that the laser cutter and like the stencils, that's more of like the pattern side of things, but they do kind of have that, like the color and the fluidity all in common. That sounds really interesting. I'll have to get back with you. And if anybody wants to know any more about that, I'm sure that Carlos wouldn't mind you to DM him on his uh, Instagram page at Kadu Photos, C-A-D-U Photos. Also, I heard that you had an event yesterday. Could you tell our listeners about what that entailed and how you got involved in that? For sure. I mean, that's a big topic. So about a year ago, I had the opportunity to basically take over my own art program. Um, so Artworks LA, it's a nonprofit that's been going around for 30 years, basically since the 1992 LA uprisings, which is a whole larger conversation. Um, but they provide our workshops for black and brown youth and continuation high schools throughout LA County. And so I started as a teaching artist back in 2019. And so that's how I ended up in Compton and then in like the the juvenile uh, detention camps and et cetera. Um, But, you know, like a lot of other artists, I got laid off uh, in March 2020. But then my boss, he actually came back to me about a year and a half later and they had this position to run the after school art programming. And so I just wrapped up my first year. And so yesterday, well, I have about 13 high school interns, which I would say they're like financially supported students. And so these are kids that got a lot of out of school field trips, a lot of Saturday field trips. And so we took them all over the place from like the Getty Museum to glass blowing on the beach, like, you know, as many opportunities as I could come up with. And so yesterday was our reunion over the summer and so it was really nice we got to bring all the kids together and have like a big group discussion everything they enjoyed and they appreciated and then you know we took them to grand central market they got some brunch um we had that discussion and then i took them to the broad museum so they got to check out the murakami exhibition and very importantly i got to teach them about jean-michel basquiat so we got to check out his works and then i got to send them all (laughs) the Radiant Child documentary, so hopefully they watch it. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was yesterday, and it was just really nice, you know, kind of way to, like, wrap up a, what's been a very, very busy year in my career. That just sounds so extra rewarding, Carlos. I'm just really so proud of you for being involved in something that's helping the youth. 
Yeah, you know, uh, it's I've been teaching art workshops. Well, I've been teaching workshops since uh, my first semester out of high school. So my first two jobs, which started around the same time, was one working as an assistant in a ceramic studio. And then at that same time, I got hired to be a tutor for GED. So I was working with adults, a lot of them formerly incarcerated that were trying to get their high school diploma. And then that's, I basically started teaching adults. And, you know, I found my opportunity to start teaching art workshops about a year after that. And then it's really just been my entire career. And, you know, I didn't really have mentors or a lot of support or even just like, you know, role models to look up to when I was a teenager and I got into a ton of trouble. And I don't think that the situations I was in at the time are terribly different than they are now. So, you know, I think there's a real need for young adults of color to, like, reach back and, you know, try to have a presence in in the lives of youth today. Because I think the stakes are as high as they've ever been, you know? Yeah. As an artist, how do you truly express yourself? Can you um, give us an example? That's a really big question. I, like the, <laughs> the true, true expression. I think the the pieces that I reveal the most of myself in, I think a lot of the times are the ones that deal with grief and processing loss. Um, so I, I've had a lot of people close to me pass at a, at a young age and I've Come, well, you know, as you know, art is a way to process grief. It's a way to process a lot of different things. Um, but I think that being able to create art that, you know, expresses grief in a positive way and to be able to share that publicly, like, I'll just give an example. Um, so one of my best friends and my roommate at the time when I was 20, uh, Bruce, so he passed away. Um, and so he actually drowned in a lake that I happened to be with him at the time. And so that was 4th of July, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago. It's been a while. (laughs) Um, but that happened and I didn't really know how to talk with anybody about it. Um, cause it was me, Bruce, and then three other people we didn't really know. So we kind of had this weird bond, but I I ended up, like, living in Brazil for a while, and those first few months in Brazil, I think, were, you know, like, the loneliness and the homesickness was super real, and I didn't really have internet at the time, so I wrote a letter to my buddy Bruce, and I kind of just, like, buried it, and about a year later, um, I had a friend of mine, she reached out to me, and she was like, hey, we're putting together a, a poetry reading And uh, it's at an exhibition showcasing the lives of incarcerated youth. And I was like, hey, well, those are my students. So sure, I'll be involved. And they were looking for poets, but all of my friends that were poets lived in other cities and it was winter break. So I was like, I do have this one piece. And so I dug up my letter to Bruce and I rehearsed it and I rehearsed it. And then I shared it in this packed out room and, you know, people had a really strong reaction to it. But, you know, my brother and sister were there and some of my best friends from middle school. And I realized that that was the first time that they'd ever heard me talk about what had happened. And I think that's kind of when I realized the power of art to talk about things that are almost impossible to bring up in everyday conversation. And so I think it's one of those where, like, if you've walked through the fire, it's either, like, you're going to get consumed by it or you're going to figure out a path. 
And then for the folks that are figure out a path, we uh, develop the ability to kind of help folks also navigate that process. And so I think that that, that it, you know, figuring out a way to talk about grief through art is probably some of like the most impactful experiences that I've had as an artist and also what I can share with others because it's not something that's really taught in our daily lives, you know? Yeah, this is so true. And you all, our listeners, our wonderful listeners, thank you so much for listening and supporting Artist to Artist and letting um, this platform feature such wonderful visual artists like Carlos Paterna. You can also listen to a replay on Ovasi's views about death and transformation. So check that out in your listening to Artist to Artist with your visual artist host, Lisa Michelle, and our visual artist guest, Carlos Paterna. Stay tuned.
all, welcome back to Artist to Artist. You are listening to Artist to Artist here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. I am your visual artist host, Lisa Michelle, in case you didn't know or if you're just joining this broadcast. And I am speaking with our visual artist guest, Carlos Cacherna. I want to... Hi, Carlos. (laughs) What vision for the art in the community do you have? Do you have like a artist vision? So... I think, you know, so much of my vision right now is focused on these kids, right? So I have about 90 third graders a week during the school year in San Pedro. And then I have my high schoolers, which are really all across the L.A. County. So everywhere from, you know, for the folks that know L.A., so like Canoga Park, out to Boyle Heights, down to Inglewood and Culver City. And for the folks that don't know L.A., that's something about like a 70-mile spread. <laughs> and oh, wow. so I think that the the overall goal is to try to help them, you know, feel a little more connected together, even across their different communities and identities and so forth. So like with my third graders in San Pedro, I don't know what's in the water there, but they're the most diverse classrooms I've ever seen. You know, we'll have kids from like 15 different countries all in one classroom together. And to them, it's normal. They don't, like, think twice about it. So, like, working with those kids, it really feels like the future. And so, you know, I get to develop my own lessons. And so what I've done is basically each week we'll look at different artists from a different community around the world. We'll look at their techniques and their processes. And a lot of it is basically, like, just serving up these kids' cultures back to them and helping them feel, like, seen and, like, you know, all that. So with my third graders, that's the goal. And then with my high schoolers, you know, obviously they live very far from each other. So in-person field trips and stuff, those are very important. Um, But also I don't, I've always kind of seen the way that different communities connect even. And so I think in the nonprofit space, a lot of the times different uh, nonprofits, they see each other as like competition or you're kind of in a little silo, like everybody's just, you know, under a blanket doing their own thing. And so, like, since I've stepped into this role about a year ago, I'm always like, hey, who can I make friends with? Who are doing cool work in the community right now? And then let's figure out a way to collaborate together. And so that our different students can feel that sense of connection. But there's just the reality that L.A. can be a threatening place that's hard to navigate for youth. So if we can just give them these different places around L.A. where they can feel welcome and they can go and explore and do it in a safe way, I think that's really been my goal is just to, you know, kind of start connecting the dots for these different kids, like, around the world, but also in, like, the actual L.A. communities. Is there, like, a place where our listeners can go and support that um, Art LA, like a GoFundMe so, of sorts? That's a good question. Um, so Artworks LA, I know that, that if you can just, it's A-R-T-W-O-R-X-L-A, and I know that they have donation campaigns, and also like every year there's like a big gala, and then different artists will auction off their art, and then half the money goes back to Artworks LA. 
So I think, you know, if an artist wants to support by contributing a piece, I think that's a great way to, to be a part of it. Um, and then also if folks just have a little bit of money and they want to donate, I think that's great. Um, I think those are the easiest ways to support in that way. And then also if you're just an artist, you know, chances are there might be a time where I, I'll tap you to come and talk with these kids. Because <laughs> I think that so much of what it is, is just like giving kids access to different kinds of artists, different uh, models of what success can look like, because there's no one definition of success. And so just to, you know, give something, uh, give a goal that a kid can look at, because if you don't know where the bar is at, you're never going to know how high you can reach. And so, yeah, I think, you know, time or creativity or money, if you got it, those are all great ways to support. So would the listeners reach out to that Artworks LA to donate the money, you know, like, People want to know where their money's going and all that. So would you just DM them or how would they reach out in order to support that platform? Yeah, so I would go on their website, artworksla.org, and I'm sure they got donation links. And then if you're an artist that you're interested in getting involved with youth, you're welcome to just contact me and uh, my, my Instagram, C-A-D-U photo. And then I'd be happy to connect you in a number of ways. People you know, reach out to me all the time or trying to connect students with opportunities. So I'm always happy to like, you know, connect the dots for folks. Do you have any success stories with any of your students? I would think at least one or two, because you have like a lot of students. (laughs) Yes. I mean, this just happened. Um, So one of my students, I literally, so (laughs) um, Culver City, it's one of our high schools. And so when I, I a lot of my job at, during the daytime, like at the start of programs during the school year, is I'll go and I'll visit different classrooms uh, in the Artworks LA network and basically talk to these kids about their after-school opportunities. And for those that are ready for more opportunities, I'll basically scoop them up and be like, hey, come to these field trips, come to these after-school workshops, and, you know, we'll get you plugged in. And so I went to Culver City to present and uh, there was a very bored looking teenager at the front school office who was there because clearly they weren't trying to be in class so they figured out they could just be a TA at the office and get out of class and so they walked (laughs) me to my classroom and then the way over there I was kind of they were just asking me about the program and then so I gave them a postcard and I just told them what I did and then they ended up following up with me and they wanted to join the program and so even though they weren't technically part of our artworks classroom, I was like, I have the ability to be like, yes, we can still find a space for you. And so they ended up becoming a high school intern. And so they got to spend six Saturdays or six Saturdays working with the Getty Museum on a mindfulness program. Uh, they got to work with several professional artists. You know, they got to present the work at Inner City Arts. And then they did a four-week residential program at Otis. Um, art school. It's one of the biggest art schools in LA. And then that inspired them to apply because they just graduated high school and we just found out last week that they got accepted to Otis with a $16,000 a year scholarship, which is one of the highest scholarships they give out. And so, yeah, I think that's a big success story, you know, and it just goes to show you'll never know who you'll meet 
So <laughs> it's pretty cool. You are listening to Artist to Artist with our visual artist guest, Carlo Guchara. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Artist to Artist, LMG. You are here listening to visual artist, host, Lisa Michelle, and we are here with our guest, Carlos Guchana. Welcome back, Carlos. Hi, Lisa. What helped you change from your street ways that you were mentioning earlier in this segment and turn <laughs> your life around with art? Uh, that's a very good question. I think part of it was, um, you know, I was teaching really because I remember being a freshman in college and then one of my first teaching assignments was I, I had to be an assistant for a Spanish GED class and it was Saturday mornings at like 8.30 in the morning. And I think my first two Saturdays, like I went out the night before and you know, felt terrible the next day. And then I had to like teach classes to these parents who somehow found time in between their two jobs and their children. And, you know, and so by the, by the third week I was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to behave myself. And so it's like, even though I was at the famous party dorm 
at a party school, you know, it would be midnight on a Friday and I would have to just put myself to bed and I'm like hearing people screaming down the hallway. <laughs> and so I think part of it was just having to grow up so that I could actually meet the needs of my students. And then I think the other part was just, you know, really like tragedy is that we had two friends drown within a year of each other. And like, especially that second time with Bruce, alcohol was a factor. And so it was one of those where we were just living very fast not really being careful and it, it caught up to us and so I think that that was a very devastating moment for a lot of my friends and you know it changed the course of our lives and we just kind of had to grow up from it um, so I think it was just a mix of you know reality hitting us in the face with the way that we were living and then also just having a lot more responsibility you know like I, I was talking <laughs> yesterday that, you know, the job that I have now, especially because there are so many Saturday responsibilities, had I had it at 22, 23 years old, I would have probably made some big mistakes by now. But because I'm a little older now, I'll be 30 in like a month and a half, two months. And I think that I'm ready for the level of responsibility that I have now. But it definitely, it took a while to get to that point for sure. And Carlos, I have to know, because, you know, I asked you earlier, uh, am, am I pronouncing your last name properly, Gucherna? Yeah, Gucherna. That's good. Gucherna. I mean, the, okay. The, the native way is Gucherna, but I don't expect anybody to put all that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't have that pen. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> has, has your um, art, you know, that you've been doing since you've been uh, a younger man and an adult has it taken you to uh different countries yeah that's a good question yes so i lived in brazil for a year and so that was actually my senior year of college and it was really interesting because you know i spent three weeks in colombia well i'm from colombia i should probably say so i spent three weeks in colombia before getting there and it actually made me late to my orientation in brazil so i didn't actually meet the other study abroad students and, you know, I met them a couple times over the course of the year, but I wasn't part of that cohort. And so, like, moving to Brazil, also, this was kind of, like, freshly after the Edward Snowden leaks. And, like, Brazilians weren't looking super highly at the U.S. because that was at the time where, like, the U.S. was allies with Brazil. But if they, people found out that the U.S. was spying on Brazil and they took that very personally... So I learned within a few weeks to just not tell people I was coming from the U.S. and just to say that I was Colombian. <laughs> and so they, I was just a Colombiano living in Brazil as an artist. And it, it was, you know, a really special experience because I learned that if you're an artist, you kind of have the ability to navigate any social strata or space. And as long as you're like, you know, a good person and inviting, like people will open up their door for you. And that's just like a special ability that artists have to just be welcome kind of wherever they go. And so I think living in Brazil and just being completely steeped in the culture and not really having other foreigners around, it really just allowed me to mature into an adult really you know I got there when I was 21 and I like to say you know I showed up a boy left a man and I, I think that the same could be said about like my art practice and so many of the elements that I incorporate in my practice today 
um, comes from my time in Brazil. And, and I think just even being tapped into the spirituality over there and like the role of ritual and community, um, those are very big factors in my work. And I think just being able to be in the mix and be invited while I was living out there, I think had a big impact on me. And I still have friends that I consider family out there. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the next opportunity to get to go back. Would you please, Carlos, give our listeners your contact information, all of the contact information that I know that you have to provide for everybody, how they can reach you, how they can purchase some of your uh, black light photography, fluid art, I like to call it, fluid art. So, yeah, give us all that information, Carlos. I'm excited. Absolutely. So if anybody wants to talk about youth workshops or any kind of nonprofit stuff, they can email me at carlos at artworksla.org. So that's um, Carlos and then A-R-T-W-R-O-R-X-L-A.org. You can find me on social media at C-A-D-U photo. Always happy to talk about art. Um, I ha- The biggest project I've been working on all year is constructing a new website. So that is not live yet. It'll be live in the next few weeks. Um, but you can go to carloseg.com, and you can see the old website. And then in just a few weeks, I'll have a brand-new site with products and everything ready to go. So just stay tuned for that. And thank you so much, Carlos, for being a featured visual artist guest on Artist to Artist. You are welcome back anytime if you have another project or something going because this being a visual artist platform, you also can mention things that have to do with visual art, which the art Artworks LA does and everything else that you're doing. So I'd just like to thank you again for being a featured guest on this podcast. I thank you so much, Carlos. Oh, my absolute pleasure, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Hey, y'all listeners, I would like to announce again for the people that are just tuning in, we are having a contest, a contest for this month of August, and we have a magic word that's involved, and you need to go back and listen to the replay of Ovasi Views on Hot Words, Hot Topics. And she actually announces the magic word. So you have to listen to the episode to find out what that is. You, In order to win the contest, which is $100, woo-hoo, if you go, you have to uh, subscribe to the Google Podcast. Sign up for Google Podcast and search Hot Words, Hot Topics. You have to listen to the uh, show. It's called the title Making Others the Enemy on Ovasi Views. And the magic word was announced on that episode. So anybody could participate. You could be a past guest, a former host just as long as you know that magic word, but you must be signed up to Hot Words, Hot Topics on Google Podcasts to qualify. And you have to listen to these shows because you don't know in the month of August when that magic word is going to be dropped. So 
I would like to say I would think you would want to listen and pay attention. In this day and age, everybody could use $100 that they didn't get from their paycheck or something like that. Nobody's just having a magic word contest and, and giving out money. So it would behoove you to listen to Ovasi Views, Artist to Artist, and also Free Thought Society. We will be announcing that magic word, but you have to be listening. That's the key word is to listen to those shows to find out when that magic word is dropped. And we will give out directions on when you need to call in. And you'll be the first person to call in and be signed up with the Hot Words, Hot Topics, Google podcast. It'll be verified. And when it's verified, you will be the winner of the 100 so you have to subscribe to the Google Podcast, Hot Words, Hot Topics. So this is exciting. Uh, we've done contests before in the past when we were doing Hot Words Lyrical Theater. So we are not new to the um, contest um, goings-on. So we need you to be in this country with help. We've had a lot of um, issues with uh different contests and everything and getting money out to certain areas out of the country is a little hard. So listen to the next segment on Hot Words Hot Topics. I can't be black with y'all. And that'll air August 14th. So you would want to be listening to that and go and click the link in my bio on Artist to Artist, LMG's page on Instagram. And there's a link, show link in my bio at the top left-hand corner, just click on it, and you can listen to all the replays of all the shows. It will take you right to all of the shows. And scroll down and listen to Artist to Artist, and you will find out what is the magic word and Alvasi's views. And she said, I can't be black with y'all. Oh, my God. That show is amazing, and it has – Gigi, the storyteller, on there, and uh, the uh, missionary mistress, missionary woman, Mrs. Butterfield. You'd want to listen in. I can't give you all the ins and outs of it, but it is quite funny. Just tapping on different things about that uh, so-called black people do and what they say and how they act toward different people or their own people. So Gigi has this saying, I can't be black with y'all. Come on now, I just can't. So thank you for listening to Artist to Artist and Ovasi Views and I Can't Be Black with Y'all and Free Thought Society. So I will see you all next month. We will be having a wonderful show. Tune in to Howard's Hot Topics. Click that link in my bio. And also, we will be having another guest. Look on my Artist to Artist page so you can find out who it is because I'm not going to let you know everything right here. You have to go and look and be an active looker. Be an active looker like a listener. Be an active looker. Go and check out my page so you can find out who the next visual artist guest is. Listen to the replay of this show, and if anybody 
would like to be a featured visual artist guest on the platform, Artist to Artist, all you have to do is DM me here on Artist to Artist LMG. You can be uh, any number of things that has to do with visual art. You can be a cake decorator, make tumblers, crochet dolls, earrings, and all kind of things. I'm like, it doesn't have to just be digital or canvas art for you to be a featured guest on Artist to Artist. So we can get to know how you create. It's just really interesting. And it's so wonderful to give back to the artist community because art is therapy and it helps a lot of people. Art therapy is life. When I tell you it helps with depression and anxiety and everything. So thank you for taking a break with me and my art. And I am a two and a half year stroke survivor. So this helped me. My art is therapy and it helped me with my stroke and everything. And you have to learn how to redo everything. So this platform is special, y'all when I tell you it's special. So on September 10th, it will be my born day, and I will officially be a three-year stroke survivor. So I have, like, slight delays in my speaking. I had to learn how to talk. I could talk, but it would come out really super slow, and right now my thought process is just kind of delayed, if you will. So I have things like that to go on during my speaking and everything. So for me to even be hosting any type of radio show and talking to you all on this huge platform, it's like a gajillion people listening. The board is lit up and everybody that's listening to the sound of my voice, anything that happens to you in life that's tragic, because it will, because that's life, but happiness comes in life as well. So all you need to do is have a positive outlook and know that, guess what? You can do all things. You can do all things. You can heal yourself. All you have to do is be willing. So if I can do it, so can you. Come on, artists. Come on, artists. One come, one come, one come all. Come and be a part. Be a guest of artists to artists. So I thank you so very much to our listeners, and I will check you out on the next Artist to Artist. It's every first Sunday, every first Sunday of the month. So check it out, and I will see you later. Thank you for listening to Artist to Artist on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Peace.
Just can't get over losing you. So if I 